Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. Today we're looking at verse 15, and the title of the message is The Indescribable Gift. So if you have your Bibles open, let's look at verse 15 together. It says, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Uh, Here in uh, Corinthians 9, uh, chapter 8 and 9, Paul's been speaking to those Christians at the church in Corinth about giving. And when he gets to verse 15, he talks about the ultimate motive for giving, God's indescribable gift. Now, We know, these students of the Bible know, that the Bible emphasizes that God is the initiator and we are the responders in our relationship with him. 1 John 4.19 says, we love him because he first loved us. And so God is the initiator in this relationship, this loving relationship with God. And uh, the love is not initiated by man, but by God. Uh, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? So one of the ways that we as Christians respond to his love is through giving. And that's what chapter 8 and 9 is all about. And uh, giving is something that we do uh, not to get something from God. And, and, and maybe you've been at a church or heard a preacher where uh, giving is kind of like uh, manipulating God. Like you give him and then he owes you, right? But, but God is the initiator in this relationship, and it's God who gave first, and because of what God has already done, what God has done for us, then the natural response in our hearts is to want to give back, right? To want to uh, say, hey, what can I give to God? Now, uh, God has given us so much, and when you think about your life, and you think about God created everything, he created, he gave you the very breath that you breathe, uh, you know, when you come out into this world, the first moment of life, and you breathe in, God gives you breath, gives you life, and, and so you think about, how can I respond to God? Well, I want to, I want to show him my gratitude, and so the natural response throughout the scriptures is, uh, to recognize the blessing of God and then want to respond to it. David, uh, who was a man after God's own heart, David loved God. In Psalm 116.12, David said, What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits towards me? In other words, he's saying, What can I give to God to show my gratitude to God for all that he's done for me? So what can I give, right? Uh, I want to give something uh, to show I love God. I want to respond to God. And David is saying, how can I do that, right? How can I show God I love him? Uh, when he says, what can I render? He's saying, what can I give to God? And David is acknowledging that God is the initiator. God has blessed him, and now he is responding to what God has done. Now, that's what the Apostle Paul is talking to the church in Corinth about. He's talking to them about responding to what God has already done. And that's what verse 15 is about. When he says in verse 15, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Now, what is the indescribable gift? Well, uh, if you read commentaries, there's a lot of different uh, opinions, but uh, is it the gift 
of his son, right? What an indescribable gift that would be. In, in uh, 1 John 4.10, it says, In this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. So God sent his son as a gift to pay the penalty for our sins, all the things we've done wrong. Jesus came to forgive us that imagine in your mind all the bad things you've ever done that Jesus came to wipe those away, right, to make the slate clean. And, and God sent Jesus to die to pay the price for our sins. And that is obviously an indescribable gift. In Romans eight thirty two, it says, he who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall, we, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? In other words, God has demonstrated his willingness to give to you and me the most valuable, ind- indescribable gift, give us his son, and anything else that we might need is small in comparison to what God has already demonstrated uh, his willingness to give to us. And, and that's why Jesus said in Matthew seven eleven. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? And so the Bible tells us that, that God loves us. He started this relationship. And Jesus tells us and encourages us to pray and ask God for those good gifts. He's saying, look, you as parents, you don't know what you're doing, really, and you give good gifts to your kids, <laughs> right? Uh, uh, if you've been a parent, then you know, well, maybe I don't. But, uh, but he's saying, look, God wants you to ask for gifts. And why? Well, because he's already demonstrated that he was given his only begotten son, and he's not going to withhold any good thing from you. And I think that's important because you realize whatever the Bible teaches, you know, the kingdom of darkness teaches the opposite in culture, right? You realize the Bible teaches one thing, the culture teaches the opposite. And the Bible teaches that God doesn't withhold any good thing from you. And the enemy says, oh, you're missing out. You know, going to church, well, learning about giving, that's terrible. You need to go selfish and self-centered and, and break all of his rules as often as you can, right? Well, that's the opposite. Now, the Bible says in Psalm 84, 11, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. I love that. And, and you say, well, Pastor Bob, uh, what if I want you know, one of those new Corvettes, you know, looks like a Ferrari, well, is that good for you? Yes. Are you sure? <laughs> right? I mean, maybe it's not good for you. You know, sometimes we think we want things, and, and, uh, but God knows what we need, and God loves us, and he's not going to withhold any good thing because he loves us. And so when you think about his love towards us, as he's talking in verse 15 when he says, thanks be to God for this indescribable gift. Uh, the gift of salvation could be the indescribable gift. In Ephesians 2.8, it says, For by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. And so what uh, an indescribable gift salvation is, when you think about salvation, that God would save us from the power of sin that was ruling over our lives. Now, some people don't understand that. Maybe they go to church that doesn't teach the Bible, and they don't understand that, but But really, Jesus came to set us free from the power of sin, not only the penalty of sin and give us eternal life, but to free us from the power of the carnal nature controlling us. And and it seems impossible to describe what an amazing life a person can live who doesn't have to give in to every temptation, right? Because all of us have experienced that. You become a Christian, you give in to temptation, you learn right from wrong, you read the Bible, and then you're like, oh, I shouldn't give in to that, oh, I shouldn't do that. But Jesus came to free us that we don't have to give in to those things. And I can remember struggling with this as a young Christian about giving in to temptation. And then I remember one day a temptation came my way and 
I had been going to church and reading my Bible, and the Lord had strengthened me and helped me to grow spiritually a bit to where my flesh wasn't controlling my life. And so something that was a great temptation to me, I found one, well, whatever it was. It sounds bad if I say it, a gram of cocaine. And then, uh, but, so they'll edit that off, right? But, uh, and I remember just thinking, yay, this is the best day ever. I found a gram of cocaine. Uh, And then it was like, I mean, it wasn't like on the street. But anyway, you know, just, then I thought, I don't have to do this, right? I can just, and so I went home and told my wife. I said, you never guess what happened. I found a gram of cocaine. And she said, did you throw it away? I'm like, no, I didn't throw it away. I'm not that spiritual. I mean, I put it back. I was just like, you know, just, yeah, I'm not there yet. I mean, now I can throw it away. But, <clears throat> but for me, that was a, a moment where I realized that not only did Jesus forgive my sins, but he came to free me from the flesh. Now, maybe you say, well, Pastor Bob, people aren't tempted by cocaine. Well, they are with unforgiveness, bitterness, pornography, whatever. I mean, people have addictions, drugs, alcohol, whatever, uh, whatever it is. But here's the, when you think about the indescribable gifts that Jesus came to free us from that. And, and he, he doesn't want us to have to give in to every, and I love it now. You know, after I've been a Christian a while and you realize that you don't have to give in to temptation, it produces a joy-filled life, right? Because when you give in to temptation, it, it, like, it's destructive. I love 1 Corinthians 10, 13, where Paul said, no temptation is overtaking you except such as common to man, but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will be able to make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. I love that. Now, some people think that, you know, sin doesn't affect their life. And even some people that go to church think, I can sin and it doesn't affect my life. But the reality is, is that sin is deceitful. It deceives, deceives people into thinking that it's going to make them happy but the, the truth is, it's a lie, and it's going to destroy their life. And, you know, there's so many examples and, you know, so many obvious ones, people that were living a lie for years and years. Lance Armstrong, I thought he was the greatest athlete ever. Then you realize he was cheating, right? Or Tiger Woods, who was going to be the greatest golfer ever. And then you realize he was really going off the rails. Or, or Bill Cosby, who you think, oh, as a Christian, man, he had clean humor. It's like, he is a great, and then, or or in recent years, Matt Lauer, I saw his face in the news the other day, you know, and, and you just see these people who thought, sin isn't going to affect me, and so I don't need Jesus to teach me about sin or to free me from temptation, but the truth is, Numbers thirty two twenty three says, be sure your sin will find you out. Now, I think it's important that everyone go to church and hear, be sure your sin will find you out. What does that mean? It means that whatever you're doing privately in your sin, that it's like, it's like you're doing it where there's a big curtain in front of you and no one could see you and you're back here doing your sin, whatever it is. And to know one day the curtain's gonna open and everyone's gonna see, right? Like Tiger Woods, like Lance Armstrong, Bill Cosby, whoever, right? And, but God gives you grace and, and Jesus came to free us from it, to forgive us from it, and, and to help us through it, right? Now the Bible teaches that eventually sin is gonna bring pain and destruction in a person's life. It isn't immediate. It wasn't immediate for Lance Armstrong. It was, I don't even know how long, 10 years. Tiger Woods, however long, I don't know, 10. I mean, most people think, well, the, go to church, the preacher teaches you, you get involved in sin, it's going to ruin your life. Not immediately. It's like smoking cigarettes, right? It might take 40, 50 years to get lung cancer. I mean, but, you know, it's bad for you. And, and so uh, the Bible says sin is going to destroy your life. Now, there are some sins that can get it done in a day or two, right? I mean, uh, but the Bible says in James 1.15, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Now, whether you believe this or not, just like two plus two is four, sin eventually, when it's full grown, <coughs> destroys. It destroys people 
emotionally, financially, sexually, spiritually, relationally, mentally. And when a society embraces sin and tells their people uh, there's no right and wrong and do whatever you want, there's no good, there's no bad, and anybody who says is a bigot and a racist, whatever, uh, and just do whatever you want. When a society rejects the truth of God, then what is it? What happens? Well, you get to see it in our society. It produces a mental health crisis, a sexual identity crisis, a sexually transmitted disease crisis, and a loneliness epidemic, all these things, right? We're going to stop there because we're out of time. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Community Christmas Eve services on Sunday, December 24th at 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. This is a great way to celebrate the birth of Christ. Festivities will include the singing of Christmas carols with a contemporary feel and a message from Pastor Bob Larson. For more information, visit us at our website at calvarycaldwell.com, like us on Facebook, and may the Lord bless you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day.